The building of this sandbox and its contents are the independent thoughts of each host. It's not our intention, but we have been known to make people see red. Don't come to the sandbox and expect not to get dirty. In fact, we hope some sticks with you. So dig in. Let's play. We are the Scarlet Sandbox. Morning. Good morning. I just now got it shared after all of that. I think I just shared it to our own page. So did I, and then I deleted it, <laughs> and then went again, then hit Life Coach, and then had to do it again. It like didn't even give me an option. Finally, after six options, we're no. posted. We're learning. We are learning. All the things. All of the things. Today's going to be a good show. I feel it. I do too. In the depths <laughs> of after. our soul. Yes. So, great. lucky versus blessed. See, yep, I shared it to the wrong. There <laughs> we go. I shared it to the wrong, every wrong, and then finally right. Much like my life, it's fine. Not, never too much sharing. Never too much. All right, so let's get busy. Wow. <laughs> let's get busy. <laughs> let's do that. Takes on the right to topic whole, today. <laughs> takes lucky to a whole yeah. other level, doesn't it? <laughs> Um, okay, so I love what you, when we talked about doing this topic, luck versus blessed, um, what did you say, Tanner? You said, what's the difference between the two? Oh, yeah, well, you, you were like, how about lucky versus blessed? Well, what is blessed was is lucky, and then, uh, you know, blessing is the favor or protection of God. Lucky is just it falls in your lap, like, does that even exist, though? But blessing requires work. That's where we ended up on. You can't just sit there and. And look, I mean, you could argue that winning the lottery. Well, it's pretty lucky. It is pretty lucky. And I wish I could be that lucky. <laughs> <laughs> but the truth is, what does that mean? Because everything has to have a deeper meaning. I mean, I hope that you know that your life has a deeper meaning than winning the lottery. Well, most of us are going to be royally screwed <laughs> if, if that's what it depends on. <laughs> I'm already screwed. How lucky. I'm already screwed because I don't buy a lottery ticket. Neither do I. I do like scratch-offs. My husband buys them when they're really big. but And it's um, really fun to like give lottery tickets as a little gift. So when you don't know what to buy that person or like my nieces and nephews for Christmas and stuff, that's, I, I don't even buy them presents anymore. They don't need anything. It was my white elephant gift until I found the new white elephant gift, which is a beta fish. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. That's Why? my white elephant gift. I go and buy a beta fish. It's 20 bucks. You can get the fish. You can get the tank. You can get the food. You put it in a bag, you take it. And then you're there friend. is nothing that is more funny than opening a beta fish. I would be so furious. I don't want anything else to take Actually, care of. Well, Raven went with me and she thought we were buying it for her. Oh, So Raven, when someone yeah. else opened it, they wound up giving it to her and it lived for a long time. Oh, I remember. That was the infamous fish story. Fish, fish story. Mm -hmm. Yeah, fish yep. story is a good story. Mm -hmm. Okay, so, you know, we actually wanted to talk a lot. Lucky versus blessed is one of those, you know, you can apply it to so many um, topics in your life. But over the last couple of weeks, when we've been getting feedback from podcasts, you know, people really want to know more about us and they want to know about our situation, how to apply it and then how to apply it to themselves. And I think people struggle the most with marriage, especially on deciding if they're lucky or blessed, <laughs> because I've gotten so many co like comments. You're so lucky to have Anthony. 
You're so lucky. Oh my gosh, that's literally what I thought about the whole time I drove up here. Is how many people have said you're so lucky Yo, to have Justin. So lucky. Wish you could just. Which be. I do love my husband, but I want to be oh. like. Oh, you a blessing, all right. <laughs> <laughs> so how did we get here? Because let me tell you something. You know what? Who I feel are really lucky are the people that you know get it right on the first time they marry their high school sweetheart and they've been married for 60 golden years and never a single fight and they have one boy and one girl and you know how many of those you know well about one yeah <laughs> not very many not very many at all yeah no that's the deal right it doesn't happen i mean it does it does happen one time. few and far between yeah. So not to me when I met Dustin and I think I've told you all this before. I have like three questions that right off the bat. I mean, like I will never forget. He took me do your live with your mom. One of them. <laughs> <laughs> no, that one did not cross my mind. I didn't even need to. Um, oh my goodness. Um, <laughs> when I met Dustin, our first date was it. You want to guess where our first date was? If you get this wrong, Tanner. I really don't know. Rosa's. I don't know how I didn't know that. For those of you that don't know, Rosa's is my favorite place. <laughs> Every single day. It was a lunch date, okay? It wasn't really like a true date. It was kind of like we were chatting in Messenger, and I don't even know how I had a hole in my day because, you know, I never have a hole in my day. And I was like, you want to go eat at Rosa's? And he was like, Okay. Or he's like, maybe do you want to go eat? And I said, yeah, well, maybe take me to Rosa's. <laughs> yeah. So we go to Rosa's and I'm telling you, conversation number one, I need to know three things. Number do you, one. Do you believe in God? Number two. Do you have any kind of addiction? Number three. I don't like any objectifying women. So no strip clubs, no hooters, none of that. Don't like it. All right. So, which is a whole nother podcast, but- those are my three, like... You can title that one, I don't like it. <laughs> For future reference, Taylor. I don't like... Uh, those are my hard limits, okay? <laughs> and so, you know, you have your soft limits and your hard limits, which took me like four marriages to figure out. Yeah, but, I got uh, that. So when you're talking about lucky versus blessed, when you, when you know, here's Dustin sitting across from me at lunch, and I'm like, look, buddy. <laughs> I'm sure he was feeling really lucky. <laughs> <laughs> First date, no hooters. Uh, yep. Hey. Hey, I'm down. And it's clearly not the Hooters. I know. <laughs> <laughs> what is this voice you have going on this morning? I told you. But um, I know. I, I don't know what has happened, but just so y'all know, like, we're getting in our groove. You know, the first, it's, even though we're pretty confident in ourselves and, like, what we want to do, it's, this is stressful, y'all. Like, this is a lot of planning and preparation, but now we are, like, sunk in. With no planning it. or preparation. Yes, we are feeling it, feeling ourselves. We need see. This is where we need music. Listen, I, I'm just getting into the groove. <laughs> okay, <laughs> week fourteen, we'll finally have some sound effects. Um, Until then, I'm going to need you to make them. So, when you're talking about, you know, lucky or blessed, and you're talking about intentional versus unintentional, one falling in your lap, one setting out. You know, when, when people say, oh, you're so lucky to have Anthony or you're so lucky to have Dustin, he had to clear, a, <laughs> he had to like, what was the word? I, I wanted to say customs, but that's not it. It's more like 
you know, in the military when you have to like, you know, you're like security clearance, like you have to answer all the questions and yes. do all the things. And then I'm going to decide if mm-hmm. that is a clearance. Yeah, that's kind of it wasn't he didn't just fall in my lap. I grilled him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's true. That is true. So what, even if they fall in your lap, because mine did, it wasn't the greatest, you know? What do you mean? Like mine fell in my lap, but the timing was terrible. Well, I mean, and that happens. And it is true. So and anytime people are like, how'd you meet? I'm like, well, funny story. And then you have to get into the like real details. And if you think that was lucky, it wasn't. And if you think almost in the beginning that it was a blessing, it wasn't. But like at the same time, I, you know, ne- I don't limit God. Like a lot of people try to limit in the beginning. Like this will never be blessed. This will never show any hint of blessing. And I'm here to say that like, even if it doesn't start as a blessing, the effort, the intention, the, you know, hard work, prayer that you put into it and what, you know, your heart, oh, it can be a blessing. Well, even if it isn't in the beginning. But back that train way up. Oh, snap. We're going to back it up. So, you know, what they're talking about is, you know, in this situation, I started People my, were married. Yep. And, you know, that nobody sets out for that. Nobody. But you got to back that up. Oh. Five, 10, 15 years. years. <clears throat> because the truth is, <clears throat> especially in my case, when you pick somebody because you're so, you're trying to be so in control of your life and you're not asking God what he wants right. or what he thinks. Because the truth is. You are not in control of his plan for you. You can you can derail for a minute. You can walk in the wilderness for a while. Yep. He'll send you there. Or you can put yourself there. But the truth is you're not going to change the outcome. I really believe that. Like, and it's funny because as a Presbyterian, mm-hmm. you know, I grew up Presbyterian. Mm-hmm. Um, predestination is a, you know, it's kind of the difference between the two Presbyterian, and I never believed in predestination. I, I still don't. You know, I still believe that you get choices in your life, right? But I do think that he has a plan for you. You know, I do think that um, that you are not in control of your ultimate destiny that he has for you. Right. I mean, how do you feel about um, one person? Like one person, like do you feel like one soulmate? Yes, one soulmate. I I just don't. I could I could tell you that I don't know, but I mean, I would. I've been married multiple times. I'm gonna <laughs> tell you that I am smitten over this man. Yeah, like, same. I am sold out, and I was sold out, sold out, and I have the life story to prove it to you. Yeah, but you know what? The other part of that is. Do you think that you could have, you know, this is something I've actually gone back and forth on several times because, um, you know, the, I think that as little girls we're programmed to be like the fairy tale princess with the marriage and the pretty little box with the pretty little bow. And that's where a lot of us get it wrong. Right. Because it doesn't come in a pretty little box. Like only one shoe fits. Yes. One kiss wakes you up. So do I feel like Dustin is my soulmate? Yes. Do I feel like that there are other people out there in a world of millions of people that I could also have a soulmate with? Yes. Do you Mm -hmm. know what I mean? And I'm so glad it's him. Right. But if something were to happen to him, and I also am so secure in myself that if something were to happen to us, 
Right. Like if he decided that I wasn't his soulmate tomorrow, then right. I don't think that my life is over. Right. Because Anthony said, you know what? I don't think you're it. This isn't working. Right. right. So that's where I'm at on that. But that's where it goes back to intentional living. Mm. You've got to know who you are, who you are in Christ. What's your destination? What's your purpose? And then he's going to come along and walk beside you. Right. Right. You're not dependent upon. Yeah. Which you kind of learned that this weekend. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> Listen, this weekend I was a brat and I'm fine. <laughs> I don't think so. You know? And you know, when you come from where we've come from, we're so honestly so excited to have that for somebody, right? To yeah. need somebody to that depth. Because I know? don't. Yeah. Like that's where I've come from. And that's where it's like, <clears throat> for those of you who are listening and don't know me, uh, this weekend my husband went on a bachelor trip to you know, Lake Texoma to fish. A fishing trip, not a big deal. Well, you know what? Tanner thought it was a big deal, a huge deal to for like three multiple weeks. fits. I dreaded it. It was terrible. I know these people. I know where he went. I know what he was doing. It's not that. It's just that like after Raven, I'm not going to be afraid to say that I'm super hyper dependent on anything. I just am. Like my mental space is not good when he's not there. And I just dreaded it. And but it was everything that I thought it was going to be. And I was terrible. And I'm fine. <laughs> but I think it's a, I think it's bigger than that, Tanner. You know, and I thought a lot about this as we talked about it for the last three weeks. And we didn't talk about it in depth in depth, but I knew you were feeling rocky about that. And But I know you. I know that you're secure in who you are. I know that, you know, it had nothing to do with him, the fishing trip or the guys or the bat, nothing to do with that. It's But the other side of that coin is when you've been married without feeling that kind of connection and especially what did we talk about last week our key word is protection right right so you need it i need it and then when you finally find that person that protects you that's like your shield so it was more about like feeling naked i don't <laughs> want to take my shield off you know than it is right. where the shield's going or what the shield's doing you don't even want it to lay down on the floor next to you you want to keep it covered <laughs> you know so that's really truly hey i mean i'm serious that's what it really boils down to right but i think understanding that about yourself and understanding, you know, for our viewers and our audience, like, that's what y'all need to dissect about yourself for intentional living, you know? And don't be afraid. Like, I'm not, I am not ashamed to say, like, I am that, de I am that dependent on him. Like, well, I that's just why I, am. Hello, uh, you know, I'll just give y'all a little thing about me. I was <clears throat> raised very feminist. My mom, I would c really consider her a feminist. She's pro-woman. And, and, you know, and I understand why she feels that way now. And, um, you know, but I feel like she kind of raised me to be like, you don't need a man. And, you know, I could eat them alive. And, you know, I could do all the things. And I wore the pants. And I was in charge and all these things. And let me tell you what that got me. Yeah, I can tell you what that got you. Four marriages. <laughs> <laughs> because I, I picked. Is it inappropriate to say, then you took your pants off. <laughs> I did. Or slid him to the side one or the hey, other. I was not going there. <laughs> I meant you finally settled in with Dustin. Yes, I did. But, you know, seriously, picking somebody that is your equal, and I think that is so important, and especially right now in the world where we have all these women that are, I don't need a man, man. and I'm, you know, and I'm not knocking, you know, you do you. You do you, but the but general I, idea of that is almost harmful. It really is. To you, too. 
Not just yeah. your spouse, not just your future no, spouse. To you. To you. Primarily yourself. Mm-hmm. That mentality will get you. It's really... Because there's nothing wrong with needing someone. And you know, that's exactly what God designed us for is community. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're pack animals. And that's what we're we've so done is taken the community out. We're riding solo. And you've got a, a, you know, and you wonder why depression rates are up and anxiety rates are up and everybody's just lost and confused. One of the best things that I did was let Anthony be a husband and take the role as a wife. Like that is the... But you know what? You got to be with somebody who's willing to take the role. Yes. And that's where I finally think that me and you, you know, we had all these marriages that we were every role and not even by choice. It was like you take it or there ain't nobody taking it. Yeah. And that's a problem. Well, and look, going back to the fairy tale. So you pick up the guy and you think if I just love him enough and love is all you need. Like, what's that song? Love is all you need. It's like the Beatles or something. Yeah. Look at me go. Yeah, I am so proud of you. <laughs> um, but that's the thing. Like, I know every word to every song. I just sometimes can't remember who sang it or what the name of it is, but whatever. Or even what genre I'm in, but I know you every word. <laughs> but um, seriously, we think that love is just going to conquer all and encompass everything. And it, no, not even a little bit. But then you got to break down love. Right. That was like say, having a job. It's not the warm, fuzzy little butterflies you get when you look at them in the stars in your eyes. That's not love. Love is protection. Love is providing. Love is honoring. It's respect. It's a lot of things more than it's when you don't feel like loving them. It's when you don't like them. "Mm -hmm." Yes. So I think really breaking that down and understanding what love is and not, you know, that's what makes it blessings, and that's what makes it not luck. Because I think that I've depended on luck for a long time. And then, you know, or, you know, took it as like, I have to make it a blessing. So if I do everything or whatever, then I can make this a blessing. Man. And, you know, it's mm. funny to me that people use the word luck as much as they do, considering they use karma as much as they do. Man, that word is also... I hate the word karma. Irritating. Me, like, same. Like it's, karma is a word that you can throw around to people like, oh, well, I'm in charge of karma. That's complete opposite of the whole idea anyways. Exactly. And I hate to break this to you, but karma is going to start with you first. That is the <laughs> very truth. Re, you know, um, reaping what you sow. So if you plant the seed, then you have a harvest to reap, Right. Yeah, it's that you law think of that, attraction, Okay, man. so do you think the seeds fall from the sky? <clears throat> well, I Because don't. that's luck, right? Right. I mean, luck would be, oh my gosh, all these seeds fell from the sky and planted themselves in my garden, and now I have food to eat. When has that ever happened? Like, it sounds so silly. Like, everybody knows that, that, that that's bogus. Yes. Yet they want it for the most important things in their life, mm-hmm. which is equally amazing. Yeah, like money. Like you think it's just going to rain down. I mean, I want to know what kind of rain you get because I want to come with my buckets. I want that tree. (laughs) But, you know, seriously. So how do you use the word luck and use the word karma and then not have put the two and two together that reaping what you sow is intentional living? Because isn't that what it all really comes down to? So when you're hand selecting a husband, a spouse... You think you're just going to rain from the sky? 
And Something's going to rain from the sky. <laughs> he's going to look <laughs> just like you, you want him to. He's going to act just like you want him to. He's going to give you all the things your heart ever desired. Especially when you haven't worked on yourself and you're in no, you have no business. Like you want everything about him, except you're not everything about you. You know what I mean? Like thousand percent. You got to be in a better place to be picking two, three, you're picking. four. That whole like nickel looking for a dime thing. Like, I'm sorry, but it is, it is. Mm-hmm. So if you're, I mean. Mm. And that's what happened with me, right? So, okay, we let's go back to when I was like 17, 19, and I pick my first little love and I'm like, oh, I love him. He's so great. And, you know, let's get married and get a house and have babies. And it's just like, you know, we're going to live this little fairy tale. I'm like Ariel on The Little Mermaid. Yeah, yeah, not at all. I didn't ask any hard questions. Zero. I just love the way that he made me feel when I was with him. Oh, we love feelings. For about... <laughs> Five minutes? <laughs> well, I gave him six months. <laughs> I gave mine seven, so we're about equal. Hey, and let me tell y'all something. I'll just tell you right now. I've never been married longer than two years. Uh, Yeah, I think mine was two and a half, so we're right at the same So, time. you know, and this is what I tell my daughters all the time. You don't even know the guy for two years. I'm going to tell you that right now. In fact, which, once again, I did not take my own advice when Dustin and I met. Oh. I literally told him, I said, don't even ask me to marry you for five years. Because I won't even know you for two to three. Mm-hmm. And then I have to decide if I even like you. So I need a solid five. Well, I told Anthony I was never getting married again. So if he didn't want, you know, listen, we're not getting married ever. Ever. Well, ask me how long it took me to get married. <laughs> me too. Two years. It's fine. Not even maybe 18 months. Yeah, um, me too. I don't think so either. And listen, PSA, we're not saying the people that we've been married to are bad people. Like, they're not bad people. It's just that they weren't they weren't us. Well, like, they and weren't here, here this is what I tell my kids all the time. Two really good people can not be meant for each other. Right. Right? I mean, <clears throat> my kids, my oldest kid's dad is with somebody and she was actually my friend. I introduced him, whatever, and they're great together. She loves him. He loves her. Right. Wasn't for me. Totally Wasn't fine. for me. Um, who was my second husband? Because there was actually... Was that the one that was your friend and then I don't really well, know anything about him? Actually, if you really want to know the truth, my very first husband, I married when I was 19. He was my high school best friend. We did not have kids together. We were married okay, six that's months. The one that's that was the true order. marriage. Okay. Um, great guy. And in fact, he was a really good guy. Mm-hmm. And... Um, but again, we were married in our little apartment. I was like, I love you, but there just wasn't passion there, you know? And and I'm going to tell you, he's married to his soulmate. They've got like five kids. Obviously, um, the passion was there or something. Yes. So that's what I'm talking And then Elvis and I were actually not really ever married, um, but I call him pretty much yeah. more like my first husband. I mean, we had two kids, a house, a, a business, whatever. And then Wes came along, which is my youngest daughter's dad, and I tell him all the time, he needs to be married like 10 more times mm. because he wasn't a great husband to me, but and I don't mean he wasn't a great, I mean, yeah, yeah, our marriage you. wasn't great, but he is a, <clears throat> an amazing ex-husband. Like yeah, he really is. He treats my daughter, you know, he teaches her to respect me. He respects me. He respects my husband. Like he is, yeah, he is. the epitome yeah, of how to co-parent and ex-whatever. He is the open the dictionary definition of yeah. two people not meant for each other, really good people. 
what does the aftermath look like? Yes. Wes. Yeah. So and I'm going to tell you, we did so our, I, I really believe we did our very, very best. Right. You know, I think he loved me to the best of his ability. We, we tried it. It just it's didn't work. work out. Mm-hmm. Um, and then came Brett. He was Canadian. Yeah. And uh, he helped. He, I really give him credit to help restoring me as a person. Yep. You know, still same thing. Because what did that go back to? I had to be restored as a person before right. um, I could be the wife to Dustin that I now am. But same thing, really great person. And actually, we had a really great marriage. He was gone two-thirds he of a year. He was gone. I remember uh, that. It was really hard to have that marriage, and I just wasn't ready for that. And um, But, had I, I mean, I graduated each marriage with learning something from before. So when you go back to lucky versus blessed, look at the steps I had to take. Look at the lessons I had to learn to get to Dustin. Right. We're in Chapter 456, right. but you're saying I'm lucky based on your coming in on chapter 456 right you don't you don't know what it took to get there and And i'm gonna be honest with you you. when i met dustin there were many times i asked god what in the actual hell oh i'm i'm he was thinking because i'm telling y'all i had gotten to this one you know i'm only in charge of myself i don't control anybody else i was ready to be a submissive wife i was ready to let somebody lead be the protector and the provider because like tenor said i'd been leading all those other years and sometimes not even fault of the guys but because i wasn't going to allow them to right right and so um and dustin was not in any position to be leading (laughs) He was in a rough spot. <laughs> he was in a rough spot. The cool thing, he knew it, and he was going to do he what it took it. to be better. And that was the signal of all signals for me that said, okay. Because look, everybody's broken. Mm-hmm. When you talk about lucky meeting your Prince Charming, I, I mean, I need y'all to comment on this um, <laughs> podcast if you think your husband is Prince Charming with zero faults. Listen, if you move into one this house. This is where I'm entering the uh, iPad cricket, the uh, cricket noise right now. Insert cricket. Insert cricket noise. Because <laughs> nobody has a husband without faults. No, you have your entire past, no matter what. And in fact, I will never forget. Come in with you. A friend of mine, um, I had posted one day how I picked up his dirty laundry off the floor. My oh, husband yeah. is a, a freaking pig. Okay. He's a mm-hmm. pig. <laughs> and I clean up after him every day. And she's like, what? That would get so old and annoying. And I was like, I'm doing it with a smile because I'd learned, you know, mm-hmm. he's going to have faults. And I chose to look at his fault as an opportunity, as a blessing. Look at your mental training. I know. Right. <laughs> That's what I think every time Anthony leaves his shoes on the floor. He's notorious for that. But he'll put it in a place where, like, you round the corner, there's his shoes. You're eating your teeth before you even know what's happening. I don't know how many times I'm going to fall around my own house. But his shoes are in my house. Like Every pair of Dustin's shoes are outside with mud but on But I don't want his shoes in any other woman's house. Exactly. They're and in my house. My friend Crystal was like, I can't believe you're actually saying that you enjoy picking up his clothes. It's not that I actually, I mean, I would love nothing more than for him to pick them up and put them 18 inches into the (laughs) laundry basket. (laughs) But. But more so. But more so, it reminds me how hard he works, how hard he's worked to be everything that I need him to be. I'll pick up the clothes. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's another lucky versus blessed. When you understand 
that you are blessed in that relationship and with that husband, then those little things. I mean, when you say a blessing is by definition, God's favor, God's favor, like that's huge. Yes. And so, yeah. And you know, everybody goes, okay, so let's break that down a step further outside of marriage for a minute. Oh, you know, what does bless look like to you? That's a good question for them to kind of engage yeah. on. So what in your, you know, what in your mind would, what could rain from the sky that then you'd be like, oh, I have everything I need. That'd be a big old storm for me. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, usually it's like, well, if I just have enough money, yeah, mm. my life would be blessed. If I could just find that husband, my life would be blessed. 15 more pounds, my life would be blessed. If I could get my kid off drugs, my life would be blessed. Mm-hmm. But the truth is... There's going to be something else. Mm-hmm. There's just going to be something else. So, how do you find blessing? Like, what was your turning point to decide that this was a blessing for you? Oh, I always knew it was a blessing. Like, I mean... Um, for those of you um, who have heard my, you know, story or the parts that I've told is that, you know, like I, I'm not ashamed now to say that I looked in God's face and was like, I'm going to be with him. Like I'm, I'm going to be with him no matter what. And if it means that I have to sit on the floor of the church, I'm going to be with him. And I just, he was never not a blessing to me. Like he just wasn't. Now to get the blessing, you know, kind of around and the surroundings took work but that's what blessing is right I think that you have a response well that goes back to you've planted again the seeds don't fall from the sky they don't right you've got to find what seeds work in your area you got to know your zone you got to know you know is it drought tolerant can it take full sun do you live in Texas or do you live in North Dakota let me just tell you that whatever plant lives among whatever conditions that's Anthony (laughs) The guy's a cockroach. Like oh, he's gonna appreciate. He will. That. He will because he knows it. Like he gonna be there. Well, but my point is, you still have to research. Oh, for sure. You know what I'm saying? Like you still have to know your environment. You have to know what kind of farmer you are. I'm just using this as an analogy because I feel like uh-huh. it's easier for people. To, I mean, everybody's tried to grow a plant. Yeah, I'm terrible. Of some at sort. It. Okay, so you got to know what you are capable of. You got to know your environment. You got to know your soil. You got to know. So now, okay, you found the seeds that you're going to plant and you've put them in the ground. Then what? I mean, you got to till that stuff. You got to dig it. You got to plant it. You got to cover it. You got to keep the weeds out. You got to keep the pests away. Pests. Follow Adrian on Instagram. <laughs> More if gardening tips. Gardening tips. <laughs> but for real, you know, I mean, it's work. Those it, seeds do not fall work. from the sky and plant themselves. And all of a sudden you have a row of corn that just appeared. It's not. It's work. It's work. But, you know, the other part of work, because I'm going to tell you, as much as I can't stand the word luck, Mm. I can't stand, like, you know what I really don't like? And I'm probably going to offend somebody when I say this, but I'm saying it anyway. I cannot stand it when somebody goes on their anniversary on Facebook and says, Oh, 10 years of marriage, you know, all the ups and downs. It's been so much work. But happy anniversary, babe. Yeah. Like, 
yes, there are times that Dustin drives me insane or the things that he does. And there have been times that, I mean, Tanner saw one time. I did. With her own eyes. coat hangers. <laughs> Lots of them. In a trailer. In a trailer. Um, and so we stood in the back. I mean. Shoulder to shoulder. Yeah, shoulder to shoulder. He was watching the world. He was burn. packing his stuff. He was leaving. And all I really asked was like, and I was like, and I was like, here, let me help you pack. Uh, Yep. Sure was like that. Sure was like that. (laughs) Which I can tell you right now, my husband was not going anywhere and I wasn't going to let him. But you know how you get when your pride gets in the way. Let's just say we went on a double date that night. We did. We we did. (laughs) And y'all had a bet to see how long it was going to take us to speak to each other. I did. And I lost. And Anthony won because he always wins. Because the truth is, we love each other. You know, she thought I was going to, um, she thought I wasn't going to speak. She thought I would, but I do same thing that she has for Anthony. I have for Dustin, but the point is it is work, but you've got to always choose the good. Like the work is given. And I tell Dustin, you know, in fact, uh, when we first met, this is another thing that you can kind of wrap your head around. I call it the 5%. I really, really feel like there's 5% of people that are truly in love in a marriage that they just are goo goo gaga over. 5%. Because I, I mean, hello, divorce rate is 70%. And rising every day. I mean, so you've now only got 30% of people married. So the 70% point made, right? Done. Divorced. Mm-hmm. You got 30% of people that are like actually stay married. So how many of those people are staying married? For money. Yeah. Or kids. Or kids. So how many of those people are truly married because they are just in love, happy, 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 but do you think they don't fight? Like that goes back to a comment if you have the Prince Charming that we all need to like Mm -hmm. know about. (laughs) Anthony and I have this saying and it's, we just say earn it. Like, and it's not like earning my love or earning it, but like as a person, like what am I doing today? that makes Anthony like choose me, like choose to be here because it is a choice at the end of the day. Today, Anthony could come home and be like, you know what? It's just not working out for me and leave. And look, it's the truth. How many times do you marry somebody? And the first, what do they say? Like you're three, you're seven. And then like you, and it goes, then it goes up a while, like to like you're 20. They say that those are like the three years, the three year mark, the seven year mark Mm -hmm. and the 20 year mark that it's like ends in divorce. Mm-hmm. because that's the truth. It took you two years to really know that person. Mm-hmm. And then by five years, they become a different person. And by 20 years, that's when a lot of people get married or uh, divorced because they were in it for the money and the kids, the kids grew up, they graduated high school and they have nothing right. in common. Right. It's just like once you, once you get married, the work doesn't stop. Like the dating, like the earning, it doesn't stop. Then. And that was like, my oh, whole point him. on work. Right. Was if you're doing the dating, what did we say last week? If you do what's easy up front, no. it makes it hard. Mm-hmm. And if you do what's hard up front, it makes it easy. Right. When you're making that person a priority, when you're giving grace, when you're forgiving, when you're acknowledging your own shortcomings, when you're putting in, you know, dating and courting that person, are you calling that work? Because I call that like marriage. Marriage. Yeah. Right. Like, so yeah. that's what I was saying about the whole post about it's been rocky. I mean, we get it. But celebrate, no. celebrate the anniversary instead of reminding and yourself that person, for that matter and that person what you've worked hard, 
you know, because typically if you went through that rocky, you were losing things like respect, communication, grace, forgiveness. I like celebrating the rocky times we went together. Remember that one time that like, <laughs> and then we get to laugh The coat about hanger it. in the trailer? Yes. Now you can look at Dustin and be like, remember that one time you tried to pack all my coat hangers? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, Oh, I sent the picture to my dad. You sent it to me too. <laughs> No, you like, were there. I know, but I was working when I got the picture, and I was like, is he making you more shelves? Yeah, everybody thought we were having a closet remodel. She was like, no. <laughs> Which, I mean, I wouldn't put that past me. I have right, remodeled my closet. Right, that's what I assumed. Times. He was having to move his clothes yet again so that you could have another shelf. And the best part was he was taking it down, and he was like, I'm going to put this one shirt in the bag. Not 15 at a time. <laughs> Are you sure yet? One shirt. Yeah. Are we done fighting yet? Second shirt. (laughs) (laughs) Which was his own fault. I wasn't even mad. I know. That wasn't interesting. He thought I was so mad about something. Mm. And so he was trying to do something drastic to get my attention. Because if, you know, when I'm screaming and yelling is not when you need to worry. the problem. (laughs) It's when I'm quiet. Mm Mm-hmm. So he had done something I was upset about, and I got quiet. And so he thought, oh, dear God, she's going to pack her stuff and leave. So I'm going to pack my stuff first, and then she's going to be like, please don't go. And I was like, what are you doing? Meanwhile, she's out in the driveway. No, I was on my way to the plant nursery. I remember. I was going to Archie's to buy plants. And then we found ourselves in the driveway. Yep. And I was texting Anthony being like, so I'm going to be late because I'm in the driveway. And then we went to Fat Daddy's and ate cheese sticks and listened to a band. We did. Much better. So I I really encourage you, if you're listening today or you catch us on the replay, this week, whatever that thing that your husband does that drives you bonkers, leaving the clothes on the floor, the shoes around the corner, you know, whatever it is, what would it look like if you celebrated it? Maybe not to him. I don't want to encourage bad behavior. <laughs> I'm not going to tell and my husband, talking, like, Yay. yeah. We're not talking about toxic traits. We're talking about things that women just generally just gripe about for little to no reason. Well, and so, okay, let's take that a step further because isn't that what happens? You're a couple years into marriage and you picked up his clothes and that seemed fun and then like it's annoying. And then the next thing you know, when he didn't listen to you talk about your bad day, then you know what? Not only did you not pick up your clothes, but then you didn't listen to me. So yeah, it gets weird and it gets the cycle continues. Right. Right. And that's where resentment right. comes along. But so how do you, un- how do you unravel that? One is that self-love again. You've got to be able to like, who am I? Where am I? What am I doing? What is going on? So we we don't like, there is a line where we don't like encourage toxic behavior or we don't like condone it. But at the same time, like leaving your clothes, leaving your shoes, that that's not it. You know what I mean? Like, and what, how's he doing everywhere else? Well, okay, but let's just say he's not. So now not only is he leaving his sh- clothes on the floor. Leaving his what? Shoes, clothes. <laughs> you can leave your shoes on the floor. In fact, I hope that you do. Um, no, or if you're like me, I made I made shelves in the of closet you for him to put them on. That are automatic. You just push a button. Fine. Um, but okay, so now he's leaving his shoes on the floor. But now he's not listening. You know, he's on his phone too much. Uh, he's working too much. He's not helping with the kids. Well, I would hope you could talk about it because that's what that's we the deal. Do. That's the deal. We stuff. We stuff, 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 stuff. And then we point our fingers and go, I hope karma gets you. Like you're in charge of karma. You know? And and that goes back to what's the actual work in marriage. It's, hey, babe, 
it's the hard talk and can you have it? Because that this is actually the first marriage that I've been able to actually talk about things, which is huge. Oh, huge, huge. It's monumental. I would say that it makes or breaks. But that goes back to picking the right person, right? Because the right person is the person that invests in you and says, I care more about you than this fight, right? Yeah. But how do you pick the right person? All those three podcasts we talked about earlier. Mm-hmm. The self-respect, the boundaries, yeah. who you letting in your sandbox, all of these things. And listen, this right here is why I actually was doing my biblical certification because I have such, such, such a heart for women, women knowing who they are, who they are in Christ. That way they can pick the right person, have a healthy marriage because I have all people. In fact, if you want to know what not to do, <laughs> message me. <laughs> me too. It's fine. If you want to feel better about yourself, you message us because <laughs> we have done it all backwards so many times. So it's okay if you fell down. It's okay if you hit a stumbling block. It's okay. But here's the deal. You can't wallow in it. You can't yeah. sit around and be like, she's so lucky. I, I, you know, I have this bad situation. You're looking and listening to two women who said, I'm not defined by that. I'm not stuck there. What am I going to do about it? And look, I'm going to tell you, my first resort is not divorce. Divorce is freaking hard. People mm -hmm. think that mm -mm. they are just going to erase all the problems at divorce. And in fact, it usually quadruples them. Yeah, it does. It's just different. And you have to choose the different. Which, yes. Which one would you rather have? So really seeking out you know, a pastor or a counselor to dissect that. And, you know, I'm a big, big believer, which the best advice I ever got was from Dr. Phil. Oh, yeah. And he said, do not leave a situation until you're so emotionally exhausted because that's the truth. I so if you yep. hate him, if you are angry with him, if you are mad, if you are sad, if you are frustrated, if you are any of those feelings, you're not done. Right. I always tell people, would you rather lay on the floor and never get up again than to be there? Yeah. And that is the only time because the only thing worse than divorce is going back. <laughs> Seriously. And that's oh. a whole nother podcast. <laughs> but okay. So rule number one, if you're not emotionally exhausted, you're not done. Mm -hmm. But then what? Now you got to say, okay. And I always tell everybody, if you have not watched War Room, go watch it. It's a big deal. Because what we tend to do is want to change our husband, right? We want him to fix all these things and then we will feel better. That is not the case. No. I'm just going to tell you that. Starts right with now. you. Starts with you. And then when you have healed you, then you can decide if he's still your partner to come along with. You'd or... be amazed how much people change when you heal you. Yeah. The people around you tend to heal themselves too. You know, I had that counselor once that called me a prickly cactus. You've stuck by that. Oh, too. I was pissed. I was so pissed. And now it's been one of your most. Because we went into that counseling and I wanted her to tell him everything that he did wrong. And she said, honey, you're a prickly, prickly cactus. And I was like, how dare you talk to me like that? This is not my fault. That woman. But it was. How could he love me? Mm -hmm. You know, yes, he had some things to work on. But then I became resentful. I had a wall up. I was angry. I was talking to him like. Nyeh, nyeh, nyeh. Did he want to like hold me and love me? And No. I was a prickly cactus. I had to learn how to not be prickly. That woman got her money's worth that day. Now my husband tells me I have the softest skin ever. <laughs> it's true. He, he really does. No, I, but he doesn't say that because of the ca prickly cactus, but I do think it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> I went from prickly to soft as silk. Mm. Um, 
But seriously, then you can decide, you know, when you're working on you. And so that's what happened actually in Wes and I's marriage. Because uh, like I said, we we both fearlessly loved our daughter. I think we fearlessly loved each other best we could. But the truth was I was off on a different direction. So I was going to church every week. I was going to counseling every week. And he didn't want to do that. And I'll tell you, I think even now, I don't want to speak for him. He's probably going to kill me if y'all know he's like the most private person <laughs> ever. So he's going to be like, Adrian. But, um, but I think even he would tell you, like, he, I think he wishes that he would have. And I, I, I really, I think both of us know that would have not changed the outcome. Do not get me wrong. But I think that there's something to be said when you've put in all the work you can and you walk away from a situation and said, I gave it my all. Right. And if you are in that situation and you gave it your all, that's how you know the difference between lucky and blessed. You know, if you, it, but when you don't work for it. Work is inevitable in any aspect of your life. If somebody and, doesn't work, they're just, it, it's just not. And that's what same, sucks, same, man. Else. I feel like as a, as a, as a, um, you should be able to be proud of the things you work for. Well, and that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, we've got all these women that are hustling and I mean, mad props. I mean, if mad. you know me at all, I was a single mom working my butt off. I've worked four or five jobs. Like I get it. Okay. But if you have a teammate, then you're not having to do, but the other part of that is in our, we're, we're so proud of working to make money, to have all the things, to be successful and in our job, but we don't put that into our relationships. And I'm not even talking about just your spouse, mm -hmm. your kids, your friends, your family, we just expect that all those people to just, it to work out. Deal. Mm -hmm. You know, we expect everybody to just know us and know what we like or what we don't like. We're not willing to communicate. We're not willing, you know, we have no problem communicating to our customer what they can buy from us, but we have a huge problem communicating to our friend or our family member that, hey, that hurt mm -hmm. or, hey, I'm sorry. Same thing with our spouse. We can go to our jobs every day, 40 hours a week and give them our best. Right. But then we don't go home and give our best. It starts with you. It really does. thousand percent. So anything we missed? If we did, we got. Hey, next I would week. love to hear um, what you thought about this week, because, you know, like I said, with feedback that we'd gotten, we talked about um, what one of the things that we keep hearing is that you just want to hear more about us and how it's applied to our life and uh, would love to share more. And but we want to hear from you. So we leave do. us a comment, share it, message us, all the things. We'll see you next week. See you next week.